and welcome to another episode of Trinity College Dublin Talks. With us today, we have Trinity student Zara Hussey. She is on Erasmus in Austria. She is studying business studies in German. Welcome, Zara. Thanks for talking to us. Katie, it's great to be here. Yeah, thanks very much. So we put a call out on Instagram stories to students to see kind of what questions they had around Erasmus. And we got a huge um, amount of them coming back to us with some great questions. So we thought we'd put those to you. But uh, first of all, why don't you start by telling us a bit about yourself? Um, well, I'm a third year student uh, at me. Um, as you said, studying business studies at German. Um, I've been out here on Erasmus uh, since September. And um, so I'm really lucky to be here for the full third year so I'm here for both semesters um yeah and also I uh while still studying full-time here I work uh part-time for a non-profit organization called Just Dig It as well uh which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about later on um so yeah just delighted to talk to you more and just to answer any questions people have about Erasmus it's been a great experience yeah, definitely. So why don't you just start in the beginning? Will you walk us through kind of the beginning of the process of starting to like apply for Erasmus and how that works? The first thing we actually started to do was I was like we were we were uh, during COVID times when we had started our application process for Erasmus. Um, so we got online um, talks given to us by past uh, Erasmus students. So we had um seven locations of where we could have gone for our course and we had students come on who had been there who are two years above us and they came on and gave a presentation to represent each of the locations to kind of give us an idea um and some just like real insight into how they felt about the whole experience about living there and everything so that was the kind of the first thing to get the ball rolling um and then in like January, February of the year, we started to really then like nail down the our our list in order of the places that we wanted our preferences. Um, yeah, and then we sent those in um, based on our grades from first year and also from the first semester of our second year. Um, we got them back where we where we were accepted to go, um, and then the whole process kind of just spiraled from there of of really then getting like organized for then moving abroad in September. Okay, so this, it started the first, the beginning of your second year, is it? Yeah, it kind of, um, for us anyway, uh, Erasmus is actually, the study abroad element is a compulsory part of our course. Um, So I actually chose my course based on the fact that it did have a study abroad for a full year. that was something like I was really excited about. Um, and not only was it something that I was assured to have because um, it is I have the German element of my business studies, but also I was going to have it for two semesters. So the conversation around it had kind of always been there, even with our lectures. Um, but yeah, more so towards like coming up to Christmas break. That was when they really started to actually have um like sessions with us that they would talk to us about it and that kind of thing. Mm. So you obviously went to a German speaking country because you're studying German, but what about other students say if they're just doing English, they're not doing other languages. Do mm-hmm. they have to study the language of where they're going? 
I wouldn't say so. I most of the other um, other students, like my peers that I know back at home that have gone on abroad last semester um, or are away now, they didn't have the like they don't know either French or Spanish or wherever it is that they are studying abroad. Um, I mean, it, it it might be nice to know. And another part of it as well is you might actually pick up on it while you're there. Um, but for for us here, like I know myself, uh, lots of my friends here who are studying here, they don't know German and they aren't doing any of their classes through German. Um, but for them as well, I suppose that they do have another language because, you know, English is their other language. So maybe without that, there might be a bit of a struggle. But um, even when we're even when we're in, uh, you know, a restaurant uh, speaking German to the waiter, they, they sometimes even pick up on the fact that we aren't native speakers and immediately is like switch to speaking to us um, in English to accommodate for us. So I, I don't think it's a problem at all. I think it's something nice to have. Um, and if you want to improve your language, like I definitely, you know, do a little bit of preparation beforehand, but it definitely isn't necessary now. Your German has probably gotten really good now since you've been there for nearly two semesters, has it? Yeah, yeah, it's actually improved so much. I think um, I kind of got like um, a little bit of a setback from having classes online during COVID because you aren't actually like immersed in the language. Like even in classes in person, you'd be surprised how much like it helps so much. Um, But yeah, obviously having classes for for almost a year online, I didn't get that element. But yeah, just even from from being here, like in class and outside of class, you're just around the whole time. Um, even even down to the little things of the ads on my phone have now changed to being in German, yeah. so everything I hear is in German. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So what do you like most about studying abroad? What are your favorite things? Um. When I was when I was choosing my location, actually, uh, I chose it based on the place and everything around it. So for for me, I really love like the outdoors and and I've been skiing for many years. So, um, yeah, there's a big ski scene here in Innsbruck. And then also on off season, there's hiking as well. And so, yeah, for me, it was it was all about uh, hiking, skiing and rock climbing here as well. Um, and also um, for in terms of like the actual place itself, there's really big student uh, population here and actually international student population as well. Um, and also Innsbruck has that kind of perfect balance of, you know, a, a town and a and a busy uh place that has loads of loads of things going on you know that you're never bored but also you kind of still feel like you're have that rural element because you're still in the mountains so it was literally that perfect balance I suppose it's just about choosing a place that really just suits your character and your personality and your interests and yeah Innsbruck was was definitely that for me yeah all the outdoor stuff sounds really cool so so how did you settle in and make friends when you first got there um, it was really easy to do. Um, I would just definitely, again, recommend for people to really look into, uh, like, not only where you're going, but accommodation where you're staying, too, because that can be, um, that can definitely, like, benefit that or just make it, just make it so much easier. 
Um, if you have, if you're staying in accommodation that you're around people the whole time. Um, so I actually had originally booked to come out to Innsbruck only a few days before we started classes. And then I kind of had, like realized it would be a lot more beneficial to give myself time to settle in and as well to meet new people if I came out a little bit earlier. So I came out three weeks, three to four weeks before class started and it was definitely the best decision ever. Um, everyone during that time, like no one is distracted by classes or anything like that. So everyone during that time is literally just ready to meet new people and to spend day and night hanging out with people and yeah making new friends so that is a really like key element and people have done that both in first semester when I arrived and I also noticed it in the most recent second semester when people were moving here uh lots of them came out a good few weeks earlier to just spend that time meeting new people so yeah that was really helpful like when I first arrived um I I literally dropped my bags in the door and like went to get the Wi-Fi password, you know, one of the first things you do. And I couldn't, I couldn't put it in for some reason. So I met a girl, you know, passing me by and she helped me and then immediately sparked a conversation that she invited me out to, um, you know, a karaoke bar that night. And she's, you know, been my best friend ever since. So it was, yeah, it was kind of, I think, going with the flow as well. Like, being a bit spontaneous, especially in those initial weeks, um, you know, similar to home as well. Similarly, when you're just starting out in college, it's no different to that. But something that can really help with meeting new people is definitely choosing accommodation. Um, that was actually a part of um, the talks that we had got given to us by past students. They had recommended specific accommodation to stay in from their experience. Um, actually. One of the past students hadn't stayed in the accommodation where I am now, but she said, no, this is the place to stay. So do stay there. So I made sure I got my application in early on time. And yeah, that has been the, the best part of it for me has been where I am. It's so central and you're loads of students here, but also international students. So, yeah, it's been been really important for that element of uh, living here. Yeah. So there's a few good tips in there. So arrive a few weeks early if you can. Four people are too busy with their classes and accommodation is key. So you were in a, was it a dormitory? Is that what they call it there? Uh, yeah, there's, there's big A's here, um, which are like, um, kind of the German, German dorms, but this is, um, this is a specific, um, organization, Home for Students is the name and they have different, um, apartments around Austria and Germany and yeah it's, it's purely just for students you have to actually get um, a signed note from the college that you actually are a student there so everyone is like a regular student um, but yeah you can kind of you can also apply to be in a single room or a double room uh, I'm in a single room but as I said you literally walk out the door and then you're you're passing by and you're meeting other students the whole time so you don't feel by any means uh, a loss if you're in a single room um but yeah yeah you kind of have your own space but you have loads of opportunity to to get together with others if, if you if you want to yeah exactly uh, so say if you had an issue there what kind of supports are uh, available to you or who would you go to 
Um, we have, so from our first introduction week, we met our Erasmus coordinator here, uh, Christoph Hornberger, and the, you'll have one set up in each location that you go to. And um, so he kind of just introduces you to the place. Um, he's our specific coordinator for our college. So I go to the University of Innsbruck. There's also another college here. So they would have a different one for us. Um, and yeah, he gives you a welcome pack. He kind of gives you the general, um, you know, overview of Innsbruck and your studies here. Uh, he also gives you his office hours. Uh, if you ever go want to go meet him, I have used those definitely for choosing classes here. The, the academic system here is quite different to at home. So it can be kind of a challenge, uh, to say the least, to understand uh, like how to choose your classes and the just the general system here. So, yeah, just honestly just popping into him. and He's so helpful with with any of that. Yeah, that's great. And there's somebody like that in Trinity as well, isn't there, within global relations? Yeah, exactly. So you have it at home. So you can, if, I mean, depending on your place, if, if the person here is too busy, you can, of course, still reach out to the people at home. Um, I think it's always nice to have someone like in person here that you can go to and they will uh, be able to specifically help you with uh, your the studies here because they know the system a little bit better than at home. But mm-hmm. if if you need a second person, just a second view on it or anything like that, you still have um, the connections at home as well that you can go through through Trinity. Yeah, so there's lots of supports available. That's good. Um, so uh, one of the themes of a lot of the questions we got in were around the cost of it, and there seems to be this kind of myth that it's, it's way more expensive than than studying here. So what has your experience been? Yeah, uh, for me, Innsbruck is actually cheaper uh, cost of living than in Dublin. Um, I think it obviously will depend on where you're staying and for how long you're staying. But again, that's just another thing to uh, look into and to take into consideration before you choose the place uh, that you go to. I think as well, if there's also, and, and Katie, I suppose you can speak on this a little bit more, but there is also, uh, you know, grants that can be given and, and the, you can apply for the Erasmus grant as well. Uh, again, look into that because how much you get for that changes depending on the location that you go to and also can change year to year. Um, but yeah, there are great support systems and that was something as well. I definitely did. I didn't ignore I definitely looked into that before I chose my place but um yeah for me anyway for Innsbruck it is um it is cheaper cost of living than in Dublin so it's actually worked out great yeah so that's just a bit of a google research isn't it to find out the cost of living of wherever you're going and yeah there are financial aids available so I think if people want more information on the specific uh, you know resources available to them they can talk to the global relations team in Trinity and so you're on Erasmus and you're also working for a nonprofit organization called Just Dig It. So did you start that while you were over there or how did you come across that job? I've been working for Just Dig It for actually a few weeks ago. Um, so I started while I was in second year. So I was in my sort of my second semester in second year uh, working uh, studying from home uh, in quarantine, and yeah, I've I've been following along with the uh, with organization for a while, 
Um, I'm really, really interested in environmental services and nonprofit. So they actually were just an organization that I just come across online and was following along with everything that they do with regreening Ireland and Africa and restoring the climate. As just as a fan, I found the work that they are doing absolutely amazing. And it's such a simple concept in what they do as well. You know, there isn't a really advanced technology needed it's if they use traditional farming techniques so it's very basic so therefore it's really accessible for local communities throughout Africa as well and then it kind of got to a point where I was like god I, I love this so much I would absolutely love to be a part of it so I applied to work with them and then had an interview and went through the whole process and got accepted so then I started working uh, part-time while I was still studying uh, March of last year And then when summer came around, I then applied again and then was fortunate enough to get an internship. And I did an internship with them for the whole summer and now full time. And then again, when they returned to going back to college and and moving out here, I was very fortunate to still stay on with them. Um, But now working part time again. So you're doing communications for them, are you marketing communications? Yeah, exactly. So I work in the marketing communication sector of Jaseus, and it's a really important element of the work that we do. Um, yeah, a big part of, of how we get our message across is through like the power of communications and of storytelling. Yeah, just a big thing for us is that we want to encourage people and feel like we're not by any means, you know, talking about the dooms and glooms of climate change. Um, that that's kind of seems to be the most common narrative around it and for us we just want to show people that we like the answers are out there and and the work is being done like we have the results uh from from the past 12 years of the work that just dig it has been doing um so it's just a matter of scaling up the work that we've been doing and we're very fortunate as well to be partners with uh the un a decade of ecosystem restoration. So for up until 2030, we're again, I'm going to be working as, as hard as we can to really scale up and restore uh, as much as Africa as we possibly can and, and also uh, expand outside as well. Yeah, it's just excellent. I really recommend you look at the, just dig it, um, just look at some of their social media, some of the videos you can actually see. It's like a very visual impact that they have and I don't know the ins and outs of the the techniques you use but you basically work with local partners there don't you and and it's all about just regreening the land and that has such a knock-on effect doesn't it on on climate change yeah a big thing for us is um supporting the local communities there and yeah at the end of the day the work itself is done by them so we want to you know give them the best opportunity and increase their livelihoods as much as possible um and again that was another like part of just to give for me that initially caught my attention because i actually funny enough i before i even thought of applying to work with them i actually reached out to see if i could volunteer out in africa and that's something for the past few years that i've wanted to do in many different areas just be out in uh, a project area and actually just be putting in the the labor itself um but then they replied with 
the amazing answer, which I now on the other end of, I reply to people about this, um, which is kind of a full circle moment, but saying that they actually don't um, have volunteers out there because they keep the work uh, to give jobs purely for the local communities there. So that was an even better answer. Like I was happy to not go out and volunteer there. That was even better again um, that they're also providing jobs and uh, giving an income to the communities there. And yeah, at the end of the day, it is, it is their land. So I think it's, it's even nicer that they're in control of restoring their own land um, so that they're bringing it through the whole process of bringing it back. And then again, they'll be able to um, farm on it and, and put their animals back on it and live on it. So it's by no means that we're coming onto the land and, you know, doing the work. It's we're empowering them and just giving them the facilities to then be able to restore their own land. Um, so, yeah, that's, that was another wonderful element of it that really, really caught my attention. Intention doesn't always equal impact, does it? It has a much better impact on the local economies if you're if you're actually giving people jobs. It has a knock on effect to to families and education on down, doesn't it? Uh, so do you have advice for anybody, I guess, wanting to, to go on Erasmus? What lessons have you learned? I think from being on Erasmus, living abroad in general, you learn so many different life lessons, like just from day to day. It's kind of hard to pinpoint them all. Um, but if you ask any Erasmus student, um, whether they're on the exchange right now or have been in past years, they always say that they come back an entirely different person. And it's so true, whether you were on Erasmus for three months or similar to me, I'll be on Erasmus for 11 months by the end of it. Um, yeah, you you change entirely just from living in a different culture. You're It's the first time you're really, really living independently away from, um, you know, your similar surroundings. So, yeah, you, you learn so much. Um, I think as well, you'll find after after being in quarantine and lockdown, something that was so in in, you know, intense in one environment for so long. I think anything outside of that is going to teach you so much. So, um, yeah, I myself and the three other students that I came over with um, for my course at home. We have all said it that we've all changed so much, all grown so much. So, yeah, it's been wonderful. So what's next for you? Any plans for the final year and beyond? Yeah, so I think for what's next for me and plans for final year, um, I think, you know, following on from that uh, this year has taught me so much and I've understood so much about my myself from this year. Um, and also, like with my work um, going on simultaneously with Just Dig It, I understand more what I want to do after I graduate. Um, so I think, yeah, from being here for so long, I'm I'm excited for the summer. I actually will only have uh, close to a month of a summer break because the academic year goes on longer here. So I'll finish up sometime in July. Um, so I'm excited to be back at home for a bit and be with everyone after being away for so long um, and just kind of relax with everyone before getting into, you know, obviously an intense final year. 
Um, but yeah, it's really just given me a perspective on what I want to do after I graduate. So um, I definitely want to continue working in a similar area of kind of the business development and marketing communications area of nonprofit and environmental. Um, definitely want to continue doing that after I graduate. And also I I also would love to, you know, try living abroad and um, maybe not exactly in Innsbruck, but I love Innsbruck. Uh, I think living in Innsbruck has just shown me that there is so much more uh, out there and so many different cultures and different places to try. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I can definitely picture myself um, moving abroad, uh, whether that's, you know, for for work or whether that's before um starting work doing a bit of a gap year i'm not too sure yet but uh we'll see there's still there's still a bit of way to figure that out yet brilliant so it's really had an impact on everything thanks so much for talking with us today we really enjoyed that and wish you all the best with the rest of our asthmus uh in your final in your final year great thank you so much katie um yeah it was more than happy to share my experience i hope some students got something out of it um and of course i'm you know you can feel free to reach out to me any any student or otherwise uh, about erasmus or about just dig it about working in non-profit uh i'm more than more than happy to uh get in touch uh have a call answer any of your questions so great super we'll leave your email in the details then for anyone that has questions thanks very much sarah